Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We're so thankful that you're here today. As Kristen said, we've got uh, some traveling. Also be praying for uh, the, the PACE directors that are in. Uh, I think today they're having a, like a commissioning and praying and anointing and prophesying over their directors. So it's very important as their, their church that we're a covering for them. And so we, we need to be praying and constantly upholding them, even during the week. Be lifting them up in all that they're doing. And it's beautiful to see the hearts of, of the teenagers that, that give up their norm to go to a different land to serve. Isn't that beautiful? You know, I think of the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. So uh, what a great opportunity for us to pray over them. Uh, today's message is declaring the word of God to your mountain. Okay? And uh, it's a gr I, I think it's a great message. But last week, I'm going to get real into the word quickly here. But last week, we looked at a scripture. It was 2 Corinthians 4.13. And it's where Paul said, It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. And since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore we speak. What this whole passage and series has been about is our words form our world. And who you are right now is a combination of what you've been speaking over your life up to this point. But it also gives us the opportunity to speak over our future until Jesus Christ returns. And I truly believe that Jesus Christ is returning soon. That's not being proclaimed from the pulpits as much anymore. But I truly believe that we are in the last days. And it's very important that we get into the word and understand God more than anything than this world has to offer us. But speaking the word of God will form our lives. It forms our world. And you say, well, you know, Pastor, I'm, I'm a pretty upbeat kind of person. But every once in a while, there will be a, a, a thought that comes in your mind when an opportunity is presented to you and you'd say, I've never been good at that area. Right then, you spoke, you thought you spoke a negative over your life. Promotions being mentioned, well, that just never, things like that just never happened to me. It happens to other people, but not to me. Or, or it happens to my brother or my sister, but I've never been able to get that. You just spoke out of the, your heart what you're thinking about your future. When opportunity comes, say, you know what? Father, I thank you for the opportunity that if that is your will, that is my promotion. That is my increase. That is my peace. That, start bringing those things into your world and it's through our speaking. It's through what we're proclaiming God's word to be. Getting into the message that we have for today, we're gonna go to Mark 11 and it's a very familiar passage and Jesus is walking with his disciples. Mark 11, starting at verse 20 and reading through verse 24. And the word of God says, In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Verse 22 has something very important I want to point out to you. And this is what Jesus said. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now, you've got to notice just in verse 23, speaking is mentioned three times. 
three times it's mentioned just in verse 23. And the Lord is commanding us to speak to that mountain. Now commentaries will say that that mountain was, uh, could have been the Mount of Olives. And also that phrase was used by rabbis as a symbol of something that is great in your life that needs to be removed. So we're going to look at two points today in today's message. Point number one, if you're taking notes, is that words have power. Words have power. Words can build you up or words can tear you down. Have you ever had somebody just walk up to you and say, man, you look so pretty today. That, that shirt looks great on you. You can make someone's day by just by giving them a compliment. You can also tear somebody down by offering them a breath mint and saying, no, you really need this. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, words can build up and words can tear down. We have that power. We can set the tone in our home. Have you ever come into a room and you know you're in a bad mood and eventually you'll get everybody in a bad mood? Or you can come into a room and everybody's just kind of griping. You're like, wow, what a great day. And they look at you like you're crazy. Crazy for God. So let's look at this passage. It says, if anyone says to the mountain, so who is anyone? Who is anyone? Anyone is anybody that has faith in God. It's you. It's me. This is not if the Pharisees were to say or the Sadducees were to say, if you have a degree behind your name, then you can speak to this mountain. It says anyone. So you cannot disqualify yourself from speaking to your mountains because all of us have mountains in our lives. All of us have faced mountains in our lives. All of us need to know the authority that we have to speak. Faith in God should be regarded as our normal attitude. As born-again Christians, faith in God should be our, our, our basis. But what happens is when Adam and Eve sinned, doubt came into our hearts. And you can't be in doubt and faith at the same time. Faith in God should be our foundation as born-again believers. And we have a lot of born-again believers today that are not standing on the foundation of their faith in God. We have teachings that you put faith in faith. That is not going to help you. Put faith in your denomination. Put faith in your leaders. Put faith in the government. The government will always be there for you. Wrong, okay? That may be a little wake-up call, but the only thing you need to have faith in is in God. Man will fail you, but God will never fail you. So you put your faith in God. Faith is something that has to have an object to. I am not from the great white north, okay? And I know some of you are, so this analogy might. But let's say that uh, two people are going to go out and go ice fishing. Yeah. <laughs> now, the first person that's going to go out on the ice steps out on the ice and, and the ice will move a little and, and all of a sudden they go and take a few more steps and then they realize ice fishing may not be for them. So what they're casually doing is they are backing back to the shore. Second person says, we're going to go ice fishing. Let's go. And they walk out onto that ice. They walk into the middle of the lake. They cut the hole. They set down their little bucket and they start fishing. A very simple analogy. My question to you is this. What supported the man sitting out on the lake, the frozen lake? It was ice. It wasn't faith. He had faith in the ice, but faith wasn't holding him up. 
he had faith in the ice. Ice is the object of his faith. What was the difference between the two of them? One knew, one knew the lake and the frozen and the ice and the other one didn't. See, as a Florida boy, I would not be very familiar with ice and frozen lakes. So I'd be that one saying, Bill, you go ahead. <laughs> but when you know that area, you know what you can do. When we know God, we know what we can do through him. But we have a lot of Christians saying, well, I don't know if I want to step out in faith on that because, well, I haven't read a book on that yet, Pastor. No, it's in the book. Faith in God. We should have faith in God. So we're talking about mountains. What are mountains in our lives? A mountain is a problem in your life. A mountain is a barrier in your life. A mountain is anything that is contrary to the word of God in your life. A mountain will keep you from fulfilling God's will for your life. We all have mountains. But what happens is sometimes we cry and moan to God about the mountain instead of speaking to the mountain itself. We spend our prayer time describing this mountain to God. God already knows the mountain that's in your life, okay? But man, we're telling him every tree, bush, shrub, and everything that's about this mountain. When he's given us the power to speak to that mountain. To speak. In fact, sometimes we ask God to speak to our mountains. And he said, I've already given you authority through my son Jesus Christ to speak to your mountain. You stand up in faith and speak to that mountain. We also have denominations that have built themselves around a mountain. Well, we really think that that choice should be available, so we'll now change the scriptures, and we accept that. Or sometimes we'll accept the mountain, and then we blame the mountain for why we're not doing anything, and it's just easier to blame the mountain. Well, I would do that if, if it weren't for this thing in my life. If it weren't for this sickness, or if it wasn't for my shyness, I would speak to others. Or I would fulfill God's plan. A mountain is anything that you can hide behind that's keeping you from being all that God wants you to be. A mountain doesn't have to be this horrific thing. It can be a, a molehill. And have you ever heard of don't make a mountain out of your molehill? Well, some of us have made that mountain out of a molehill because we've stood behind something and used it as an excuse of why we're not doing what God's asked us to do. Why we're not walking in the fulfillment of his plan. Why we're not spending time in the word. Well, I would spend time in the word, Pastor Mark, but my family, my work, my schedule. Many believers pray to God about their mountain when they should be speaking directly to their mountain. We need to incorporate the power of confession into our prayer. We need to incorporate the power of confession into our prayer. Amen. Now Kristen didn't know I was going to speak about this, but this morning she led us in prayer. If you want to learn how to pray, come listen to Kristen pray in the morning. Because when you incorporate 
God's word into your prayer, it becomes powerful. Immaturity in prayer is, God, I, I want a new job. God, I need this. God, I, I need more clothes. I need more money, God. I'm just, I don't know how you could be happy, but my situation down here, I'm not very happy. That's an immaturity in prayer. We go to God with our grocery list, our checklist of why we're not happy and how he can make us happy. We don't look for joy in ourselves. We look for joy in our circumstances and our situations. God, change my boss. God, change my work environment. Give me a better neighborhood. God, I need a new car. Maturity in prayer comes when you stand on God's word and you start incorporating the word of God into your prayers. Father, I thank you that no sickness is gonna come near my body, that Jesus Christ bore that on the cross and it will not come near my home. Father, I thank you that you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Father, I thank you that my steps are ordered of God and that you will speak through me. See, what you're doing is you're bringing God's word into your prayer and it's becoming very powerful to start moving some mountains. This is what Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 says. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it forth and sprout, giving seeds to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose which I shall succeed in the thing for which I have sent it. If you're writing anything down, this is something worth writing down. Confessing, th this is the way you return God's word back to him. You confess God's word as present tense in your life today. You confess God's word as present tense in your life today. God's Word is full of power. It's full of authority. It's limitless. Right. I, I highlighted that word in my notes, limitless, because I think about this. Everything that we pretty much deal with on this world is limited. I'll have a limited number of days that I'm going to live. I'm going to have a, a limited, um, there's limited amounts of money, or there's limited amounts of air or water, okay? But everything that is dealing with God is unlimited. Yeah. Everything in God is unlimited. There is no limit to his mercy. There's no limit to his forgiveness. There's no limit to his grace. There's no limit to his, his love for you that he sent his own son to die on the cross. And I think we go around with a limited mindset. And God wants us to tap into the unlimited mindset that there are multiple ways that he can move and, and work through our lives. Point number two is that we do need to speak to our mountain. See, authority is exhibited by speaking. Now, I don't know how many of you in your work or school situation have somebody that is over you, but when they have authority over you, they come and they tell you what needs to be done. My boss on Monday mornings has a conference call, and he doesn't ask us to do things. He tells us to do things. And it's his authority over the sales team that allows him to tell us what to do. He understands his authority, so he speaks, he doesn't ask. 
we go around as sons and daughters of the Most High God asking when we should be speaking and understanding God's authority that has been given to us through Jesus Christ. We have a church that's going around asking for healing and asking for miracles and asking for salvation and we should be declaring that over our communities that the town of Pantigo is going to be blessed salvation is going to come healing is going to come miracles will happen restoration will happen family members will come in people will get healed lives will be changed marriages will be restored and we need to start speaking that instead of saying well God if it's your will it's his will He's waiting for us to get out of the limited mindset and into the unlimited mindset that we can start walking the authority of his word. Amen. Walking in his word. Amos 3.3 3 says, can two walk together except they be agreed? We have to understand God's word, get into his word, understand his plan and start walking in it. Many people have, have transformed Mark eleven twenty four, saying anything that you pray for, you're going to get. It has to be according to God's will. During football season, you'd see other football teams disappearing off the face of the earth if my prayers were being answered. See, it'd be like, God, just get rid of that defensive line. Whoop, they're gone. That wasn't in line with the word of God. That was my selfish desire. Jerry Jones, oh, never mind. I won't even go there. I did. Speaking to your mountain. <laughs> Having authority. This is a great passage coming up. Are you ready for a good one? I love this one. Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? Guess what, church? It's hammer time. Can't touch this. That's what you need to be telling Satan. You cannot touch this. It is hammer time because I'm using God's word to break that mountain. Amen. God gave us the word as a hammer to break through, break through those situations. I can tell everybody who's from the 80s, 90s, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Every time there's problems, hammer it with God's word. Bring in God's word. Right. <clears throat> Obstacles, opposition, strongholds will be broken when you bring in God's word. Right. Before every miracle, Jesus spoke a word. Mm -hmm. John eleven forty three. After saying this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Why do you think Jesus had to verbally speak that? Have you ever thought about that? Why did he speak? Lazarus, come forth. So it was just Lazarus and not the entire graveyard. <laughs> he could have brought everybody up. You, aisle 14, 13, Cedar, come on. <laughs> Psalms 107, verse 20. He sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. We need to start to speak to our mountains. We need to confront our mountains with the power of word of God. Command sickness to go in Jesus' name. Command lack to go in Jesus' name. Command doubt to go in Jesus' name. Command fear to go in Jesus' name. Anxiety, go in Jesus' name. Some of you need to do a little walk around your house proclaiming the word of God over your house, over your business, over your cars, over your family. Start proclaiming and start speaking to that mountain the word of God. Because remember, it's hammer time. 
You may have gotten so used to that mountain in your backyard, you've decorated. But that's not the way God wants you to live. He wants you to get rid of it. Go out there and smash the thing. Because if not, your kids are going to grow up with that mountain. And their kids will grow up with that mountain. You may be growing up with a mountain that's been generationally through your family. And you are being called to break that mountain by using God's word as a hammer. Amen, Mark. Thank you so much. Matthew 8, 17 says, This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illness and bore our disease. Find two or three scriptures that have to do with a problem that you're, you're in right now and start speaking those scriptures every day, multiple times through the day. Have them written down. Have them in your car. Have them in your cubicle, your, your, your textbooks. Whatever your situation is, start declaring God's word. Satan will come against you saying, what are you even doing? Why? That's ridiculous. Say, so you know what? It's hammer time, Satan. I'm bringing God's word to break up this mountain. I am tired of this mountain in my life. I'm tired of this mountain in my family. I'm tired of this mountain in our country. I'm tired of this mountain in our world. And start attacking that mountain. Begin worshiping God with these promises. Take these promises and sing a song to them. Turn them into a song that only you and God has to hear. Write it in a poem, whatever you need to do, but you memorize those scriptures and you stand against that and you start speaking to that mountain. Like I said, it could be a mountain of loneliness. It could be fear. It could be doubt. It could be lack. It could be sickness. It could be um, in your relationships. Speak. Speak to your mountain. This whole series has been talking about how we can frame our world with the things of our mouth. But we have to take care of those mountains. And asking God to remove the mountains when he's given you the authority to speak to them, speak it out. Declare God's word. Romans 4.17 tells us this. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. God is saying he's giving life to the dead and he's calling forth those things that do not exist. Your breakthrough may not exist right now. You need to start calling it forth. Your healing may not exist. Start calling it forth. That relationship you thought was dead and has been buried, start calling it forth. Favor, start calling it forth. Those things that aren't, call them as they are. It's through the word of God. It's through your faith. It's through your walk with God that you're declaring God's word. Because remember, it said it would not return back to him void. We have to take God's word, make it present tense, and say, God, I'm standing on your word for breakthrough in this situation. God, I'm standing on breakthrough in this situation. 
I am tired of sickness being in my family. I'm tired of lack being in my family. I am tired of anger being in my family. I am tired of loneliness being in my family. I am tired of depression being in my family. I am tired of hopelessness being in my family. And start speaking to those mountains the word of God. Then bring his scriptures in. It says that you will supply my needs or your joy is my strength. The peace that passes all understanding guards my heart. That is mature prayer because what you're doing is you're taking God's word, lining it up, and speaking it back to him. Then it's hammer time. Then it's hammer time to break up those mountains. Lake House Church, it's time to call into the life that we desire. It is time for us to walk into the season, the spiritual season, but we're going to have to deal with some mountains that have been in our yards, some mountains that have been in our front yards that we can't even see around anymore that has grown and grown and grown because we've allowed it to grow. Some totals of our confession is who we are right now, but it gives us the ability to speak over our future. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I am the head and not the tail. That's what I'm speaking over our future. That's what I'm speaking over generations to come. What we speak over this church is that we will make an impact in order to do so, we have to get rid of the negative confessions in our lives. The negative thoughts. It's going to start with a thought before it's a spoken event. We have to start getting rid of the negative thoughts. Things that have were spoken to you by someone that you thought you loved, but scarred you. And you've held on to it. Maybe you made a little shrine about it because, boy, I just don't go there, Pastor Mark. God's calling you to deal with those issues. Bring it to him. Bring his word into that situation. Bring that word into that relationship. Bring that word. Bring the word. Bring the word. I'm going to close a few minutes early. But before I lead you in the prayer of salvation, I just want everybody to close your eyes for a few minutes. And ask God, are there mountains in my life? Are there mountains in my life that are a barrier to my walk with you, God? To being all that you want me to be. To walking in the love and the peace and the joy that you've called me to be in. Are there mountains in my life that I have accepted and not fought and spoken to? If so, Lord, bring the scriptures to my heart. Give me the strength. Help me with my unbelief to speak to those mountains, to speak to those situations, to have the love that you would have me to have to deal with that situation. I really sense in my spirit that there is there's somebody who's been dealing with doubt. Doubt has been in surrounding. You understand the word of God, 
You want to believe in the word of God, but doubt has just been a foe. In fact, it's been winning in your life lately. I'd like to pray. You're that person that's been dealing with doubt. Join with me in this prayer. You don't have to speak the words, but just join with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you said whatever we bind on earth will be bound. We're binding right now doubt. Doubt is a form of worry. It's a cousin. And we bind doubt right now in Jesus' name. You said that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Help us not to be double-minded in our thoughts. One day standing on the word and one day walking in fear. One day having victory and one day feeling victory, having no victory at all. Help us, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you that we do have the mind of Christ. And even as Kristen shared, that we can renew our mind. We bind right now the spirit of doubt in this congregation. We bind it right now. Satan, we give you notice that we will no longer be subjective to doubt, that we do have the mind of Christ, and that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. We speak that over our lives right now. We will not have fear in the nighttime. We will not have fear in our dreams. We are the head and not the tail. We are the head and not the tail. We are the blood-bought redeemed. And we thank you for the power and the authority and the name that's above all names. That at the name of Jesus, all sickness must bow, all disease, all anxiety must bow. And in the name of Jesus, we speak peace into our hearts. And we thank you, Father. With all heads still bowed, I've talked about a relationship with Jesus Christ we also know that people listen to the messages now online. And maybe you're listening to this message saying, I want what you've been talking about, Pastor Mark. But I don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't have that peace. Maybe you gave your heart to, to Christ at a very young age, but you've lived a very hard, difficult life since then. Wouldn't it be great to have just a, a renewal of that relationship? Like a renewal of your vows and asking Jesus Christ back into your heart and knowing and marking today's date, March 17th, 2013. This was the day that I started it all afresh and anew. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and rose from the grave to give me life. Please forgive me. Change my life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. And I now confess Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I am saved. Amen. It's time for us to start taking on that mountain. Speaking to that mountain. Speaking to that situation. Speaking to that speaking God's word that will break that mountain. Returning God's word back in our prayers. You want to learn how to pray, start coming and joining us at 
10 after 10 in that room over there and just start listening. You'll learn how to pray God's word over every situation that's brought up. I'd like to speak a blessing over you as we dismiss, so if you'd please stand. And according to God's word, may the Lord bless you and protect you. And may the Lord smile upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Go in his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for coming. We love you so very, very much.